It has been said that we are but one generation away from forgetting our history. Welcome to American Heroes Network, where we serve our American tradition. With Gary Ray, in our program, you will hear firsthand the personal accounts of heroes whose unselfish actions have contributed to the traditions and values that represent the soul of America. You'll also hear from our partners and affiliations presenting news events and ways that our veterans and their families can rebuild their lives. Now, here is Gary Ray. Good morning and welcome to the American Heroes Network Radio. Today is February 3rd already, 2015. I'm your host, Gary Ray, and that that music was from uh, the Drowning Pool. They were a group that uh, toured Afghanistan uh, while our guys were there. And uh, joining me today, we have our co-host, Lieutenant Bill Forbes, U.S. Army retired, former Deputy Secretary for the Maryland Department of Veterans Affairs. Sir, how are you doing this morning? Just fine, and a good morning to all of our guests and our great team. All right. We also have Jim Klug. He's the National Historian for the Military Order of the Purple Heart. How are you this morning? Uh, doing wonderful again, uh, Gary, and thanks for the opportunity of joining you here at live today. All right. You know, we have a couple of things before we get to our guests. We had a contest last week, and I just want to let you know, I told people that if they could give me a, it was a very, very simple type of contest, give me a definition of limpidity, and the first two emails uh, that I received with the correct definition, we're going to receive the official American Sniper t-shirts. Well, I actually ended up giving four shirts away. There were quite a big response to it. Uh, Just about everyone had the right definition, and congratulations to the winners. Now, you want to hear what I think we had a response from Comedy Central also. You want to hear this one? <laughs> I don't think he even opened Uh-oh. I don't think he opened the dictionary to figure this out. He said that uh, the definition of lipidomy was it's what happens when you take a muscle relaxer along with Viagra. So I don't think he <laughs> so I don't Uh-oh. think he even uh, knew what a dictionary was. Who, <laughs> who, who knows? But uh, but the correct definition is 100% clear and transparent, clear without distortion or cloud. The reason I brought that word up, you're going to hear more about it uh, with the American Heroes Network uh, Radio and American Heroes Network uh, Inc. So just keep a close eye out and ear. Uh, if you have, did you hear about the sales of the iPhones, the iPhone 6? It actually busted all sales records. Um, you know, everybody, there's everybody buying that iPhone 6. Now, here's the unique part of it. If you pull up Sari, Sari, you can, you know, ask her what you want, and you say American Heroes Network Radio, and it takes you right to our programming, and you'll hear every program right on your phone. So give it a try. Technology is great, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. Now, don't forget about the American Heroes Breakfast Club, located at the 1876 Heritage Inn in Orange City, Florida. It's in the Red Roof Cafe. Show your picture ID, your driver's license with your uh, veteran designation on it, or your military picture ID, and you'll receive a free breakfast every Monday and Tuesday from 8 to 12 until further notice. Come on down and get involved. We're looking for managers, supervisors. These people, we need the help. Let's make this American Heroes Breakfast Club a success. This is all made possible by First Class Merchant Services. Hey, Josh, thanks for caring about our veterans. We do have another affiliate. And where is it? Hey. <laughs> where is it, Jim? Hey. Medford, hey, that's great. Yes, it's Medford, Oregon. Each week, right. uh, Wednesday, 
we meet at Punky's Diner in Medford, Oregon, and we have great food always and a lot of camaraderie. More than 50 veterans come each and every week, and we're led out by Ron Cole. Hey, join us. Yes, definitely, definitely. Their group is pretty wild. Now let's, let's get uh, to our guest. Uh, Bill, you have the honor of introducing our first guest. My honor, Gary. John Elliott Pickens III, the executive director, Veterans Plus, and the Yellow Ribbon Registry Network. John Pickens has devoted his entire adult life to serving his fellow veterans. From 1970 to 1973, John served as an Army combat medic with the U.S. Army Special Forces and the 82nd Airborne Division, the Screaming Eagles. In 1974, John began working for the U.S. Department of Veterans Affairs, and he enrolled as a student at the University of South Florida, where he helped form a student veterans organization. After graduating from the University of South Florida in 1979, John progressed to positions of increased responsibilities within the Department of Veterans Affairs. In 1994, John was selected as Special Assistant to the Director of the Lake City, Florida VA Medical Center. In 1998, John was selected as the public affairs officer for the newly formed North Florida, South Georgia VA Health System. In 2004, John was selected as the Department of Veterans Affairs Network Communications Manager for the Veterans Integrated Systems Network 8 or Vision 8 the largest of 22 VA networks with responsibilities for VA assets in Florida, Southern Georgia, Puerto Rico, and the Caribbean. Working with congressional offices throughout the network, John helped establish congressional forums and veteran advisory boards that would allow veterans and their families to meet face-to-face with VA leadership and their congressional representatives to address veteran issues and concern. February 1, 2010, John became the executive director of Veterans Plus, a 501c3 nonprofit financial educational organization. Veterans Plus conducts outreach through a variety of methods, including a dynamic Internet presence, yellow ribbon, and transition assistance programs. Welcome, John Elliott Pickens III, to our program. Welcome, sir. Thank you. My pleasure. (laughs) All right. Jim? Yes. I am so ready. I am so ready. Christopher Fitzpatrick was born in Clearwater, Florida. The last six years of his career, he's dedicated his entire effort to helping heroes afford life. As co-founder of Veterans Plus, Christopher quickly realized the importance of financial education for our nation's defenders before deployment and after they've returned home. 
prior to Veterans Plus, he earned a full scholarship to the University of Louisville. During that time in Louisville, Kentucky, he was named Collegiate National Spokesperson for the Collegiate Fellowship of Christian Athletes and Students Against Drunk Driving. Boy, the acronym is SADD. His first stint with nonprofits, but that didn't stop right there. Mr. Fitzpatrick has been a financial and marketing industries for nearly 17 years and his experience in financial arena for profit and nonprofit companies has provided the foundation to be a leader, uh, leader in financial education with individuals while helping other organizations who served our nation's heroes see the benefits. Currently he serves as co-founder and deputy director of the Veterans Plus and the Yellow Ribbons Registry Network. That's got another acronym, YRRN. Let's welcome Christopher Fitzpatrick. Welcome, Christopher. Welcome, Christopher. Thank you so much for having us. <laughs> all right, all right. Now, Bill, you were weren't you in the eighty second also? No, I was stationed at Fort Bragg, North Carolina, with the five hundred third MP Battalion that was in support of the eighty second Airborne Division uh, during their time in the Dominican Republic. All uh, right, all right. Uh, how about that? Well, I, did, you know, Gary, I did fight with the 82nd in Vietnam in 67 and a little bit of 68. So it was a little bit perhaps uh, earlier on, but uh, I'll tell you what, great uh, organization and great individuals. All right. All right. Well, John, why don't you tell us about how you actually came up with Veterans Plus? What's that all about? Well, thanks, Gary. Yeah, our... Uh my background, as you mentioned, was was with the Department of Veterans Affairs, and not only did I work at the at the VA, I was also a patient there. I, I got my health care from the VA, so not only did I see from the inside of the organization, but I got to sit in the hallways and the waiting rooms with other veterans waiting for care. And one of the things that kept coming up over and over and over was, you know, the benefits are fine. Um, the government does a good job of taking care of veterans, generally speaking, but there was so much concern over financial issues. Um, you know, I'm waiting for my uh, my disability to kick in. I don't know how I'm going to pay my bills till it does. Um, and, and there was no resource either provided by the VA or, or the state or county veterans organizations for financial literacy. So as I got to the end of my career, Chris and I began to talk and we thought, you know, what if we were able to bring some folks together and do some outreach, conduct some classes on basic financial literacy, you know, how to do a budget, how to understand savings, how to avoid predatory lending, the kinds of things that can make a difference. And we started small. We started out in uh, Tampa at the Tampa VA was our first presentation. And it was very well received. And uh, we began to do more and more of these outreach events to veterans. And, uh, you know, they began to bring in their families and uh, their wives. And so we began to also realize that uh, these problems with uh, financial issues don't just start when somebody gets out of the military. They start long before that. And we thought, well, you know, we need to get bigger. We need to do financial literacy to those folks that are in the military. 
And of course, this generation of, of warriors are largely guard and reserve, so they have some very special circumstances that, you know, they may have had a, a good job, a well-paying job, until they got deployed or activated. And now they're making less. Also, you know, the, typically the person who may have paid the bills is now deployed, so someone else is at home trying to struggle with that. So we developed a relationship with the Department of Defense, and our first effort there was with the Navy's Returning Warrior Workshops. And it gave us an opportunity to to go in when uh, folks are getting ready to deploy or during deployment or when they're about to reintegrate and do some financial education. Well, what was happening with those is that there was sort of a one-size-fits-all presentation that was being done called Money Matters. And that was just basically, you know, here's some here's some things to to remember about savings. Here's some things about your insurance and so forth. And we thought that we needed to develop a curriculum that was specific to their point in time. So we developed what we call Ready Aim Fire. Ready is a curriculum that. Uh, addresses issues that people need to understand and relate to before they deploy, getting ready. And then AIM was a curriculum we developed, and we introduced this here in Florida to a a group of spouses of deployed service members so that uh, AIM can can work on issues while the, the spouse is deployed, understanding that, you know, someone is not home and you're paying the bills and you're trying to make decisions, you're reluctant to share those decisions or share those worries about finances with the the deployed troop. So here's somebody that can help you. And then FIRE, of course, was developed as a curriculum to address reintegration. You're coming home, you got a little bit of money saved up, you have uh, some, some... combat pay, you have some hazardous duty pay, you don't want to come home and buy that new motorcycle or that sports car and think about uh, where you're going to be in three years. That's right. So the curriculum went over very well. But what we had is, you know, this is a group of proud folks and no one in these, in these classes is going to raise their hand and say, hey, uh, I'm $20,000 in debt and can't pay my bills. How can you help me? So we developed a call center so that folks could put pen to paper during our class and actually see what a budget looks like. And for many of them, it was the first time they've done this. And realize that, oh my goodness, I I need to address some things. Or maybe, hey, I'm not so bad as I thought I was. I've got a chance to, to save some money. So that gave us an opportunity to talk to them one-on-one. They call our financial counselors. And by the way, our model is all of our educators and all of our counselors are veterans themselves or either a spouse of a veteran. So they get it. They understand the acronyms. There's a level of trust when we sit down and talk with them. It's not like we don't understand. That's right. So Uh, that began the counseling piece, um, one-on-one, doing counseling. 
And as we got further into this, we began doing more and more of these outreach events and became national. So while most of our work today is done in Texas, California, and Florida, we do outreach events all over the country, and we engage veterans and their spouses and their families at outreach events. And then the more of these we did, we began to see that there was a pattern. Many folks had a need for financial assistance, emergency financial assistance often. And that's not something we had the ability to provide. So we began to become familiar with other nonprofits who did provide funding or could help out in other ways. And we would refer and and we began developing relationships with them. And that's when we realized that we had to develop a live space where nonprofits could collaborate with each other, uh, set their egos aside, and get together for the good of the folks we're serving. And that was the genesis of the Yellow Ribbon Network. All right. And if we, we're going to, if you hang on to that thought, John, we're, we're going to take a break. And um, I just want to let you know that today's show is brought to you by First Class Merchant Services. Also, check out our local partners page to see the local businesses that support our veteran community and be sure to support them back. I'm Gary Ray, along with Bill, Jim, and our guests, John and Christopher. You're listening to the American Heroes Network Radio, powered by Voice America on the Variety Channel. And we'll be right back. what's happening on the Voice America Talk Radio Network by keeping up with us on Twitter. You can find us at Voice America TRN. For those corporations or organizations who wish to support our veterans, sponsoring and promotion on the American Heroes Network has never been easier or smarter as the only network focused to specifically reach the military and veteran population globally. For more information, email us at sponsorinfo at americanheroesnetwork.com. By providing a unique blend of information and advocacy, we are helping our American heroes and their families to heal, successfully transition into civilian life, and to thrive in their communities. This generation will not be forgotten. Today's military are our sons and daughters. Listen live to the American Heroes Network, the worldwide voice for our military families and veterans, every Tuesday at 11 a.m. Eastern Time, 8 a.m. Pacific Time. All shows are archived on American Heroes network.com and syndicated on iTunes. Stimulating talk gets those synapses in the brain firing really fast. All the time. The number one internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com You are tuned into American Heroes Network. If you want to find out more about us or to contact us with questions or comments about the show, please send an email to American Heroes Network at gmail.com. That's American Heroes Network at gmail.com. Now, back to our program. Welcome back. We're here with our guests, John Pickens and Christopher Fitzpatrick from Veterans Plus and the Yellow Ribbon Registry Network. And, Bill, you had a question? 
Well, uh, John and Chris, just just prior to the break, uh, I think uh, John was beginning to talk about the funding uh, uh, with the uh, the organization. Uh, can uh, we get you to f- follow through on that and tell us a little bit more about how the funding uh, for the organization is working? Sure. Um, we are grant-funded. Um, to date, we, we don't receive donations. We don't solicit donations from, uh, from individuals. And, of course, the veterans and their families we serve, there's, there's never any charge at, ever for any of the services we provide to them. Um, we are grant-funded. Initially, we were funded by um, the... A number of organizations, Ryder, for example, Ryder Foundation stepped up to fund us early. Um, we've been funded by the Bob Woodruff Foundation, the Rumsfeld Foundation, uh, Gulf Coast Community Foundation here in Florida, and the Community Foundation uh, gave us a good start. And then, you know, we've received other funding, of course, from uh, Citibank, Habitat for Humanity. Um, and Alliance Credit Union Foundation. So now uh, I'll let Chris talk about, um, you know, that, that those are our funders, but funders, as you know, when you, when you apply for grants, they, uh, you say, here's what I'll do with your money if you fund us, and here's what we'll report back to you. So some of the funding we've received is to do outreach, get out on the road and do these educational classes. And some of the funding that we've received has been to develop this network that has uh, an opportunity to serve many more veterans. So I'll let Chris start to be, describe how the network works and is funded. Okay, great. Well, John, you did such a great job with the introduction. Um, it's kind of hard to follow such a such an in-depth um, you know, past examples of what we've been doing yeah. so far. But I think yeah. as we talk about funding, it, it, the point to be made is I think a lot of this was, you know, uh, kind of groundbreaking in talking about financial education and counseling. Uh, what we believe from the very beginning that education is here's what's going to happen and here's some of the things you need to look out for. Maybe before some bad decisions could be made, and counseling is really those that have made some bad decisions or want some further knowledge of how to manage their money while they're deployed or are coming home. So we look at that as all of financial capability slash literacy. <clears throat> and the funding piece of this was, was, like I said, groundbreaking simply because when we applied to a lot of foundations, it wasn't an area that they've typically funded in the past. So as John spoke, we, we, we talked to the Community Foundation of Venice and the foundation, uh, Community Foundation of Jacksonville. And we were literally trying to sell them the idea that this needs to happen. Men and women are, are deploying all the time, and where's the resource to kind of partner with them, if you will, and make sure that they're in, they're, they know what's available to them, such as uh, the SCRA, uh, which, is, which is a protection act to make sure that that creditors, uh, such as credit card companies, are are reducing their their uh, their finances, uh, their their rate to a fixed percent until they come home, uh, freezing some of the credit there they have out there, uh, creditor or 
credit agencies will freeze their credit so they're not at risk for identity theft. Uh, those basic things are what we're teaching. And uh, then there's, as John described, the budgie and so forth. So we were really selling the idea that, that we had veterans that were licensed, trained, certified in these areas and that we could go out and talk to them before deployment and, and obviously when they re- return home. We had some buy-in and it went well. In fact, it, it, it kind of shocked us how, how well it was received, even though it really hasn't been done before in that, in that, in that model. But the more we did with this, as John said, uh, the more we talked about finances in, in the classroom, and, we, and they were reluctant to raise their hand, talk about their personalized debt, um, we knew we needed to do more, and we had that inbound call center. <clears throat> the inbound call center uh, was effective, very effective, to the tune of uh, ten to 12,000 over three- to four-month periods. So we knew there was a, there was a need. And we wanted to do it more effectively because we're continuously evolving. Uh, what we think we know now will be kind of out of date in six months from now. We'll learn and we'll, we'll advance, but we evolve every month. And one of the things we did was, as John explained, we built the Yellow Ribbon Network. And we called it the Registry Network because we wanted the veteran or the caregiver or the spouse to feel like they're coming into an area that can be trusted. And we built this network to be a personalized experience. And we wanted to say, here's where you can put important documents that you don't want to lose. For instance, the DD-214 or orders, or perhaps some bills that you need to make sure that are never lost, that uh, contact sheets, things like that. Those kind of documents can be stored in our network. And that's important because these documents are often asked, you know, 10 to 12 times, uh, for instance, buying a home or you know leasing uh, uh, different things are, are, are sometimes in in the in the most important areas. It, these documents are hard to find, so that yeah. centralized repository of those documents is important, and they can access them anywhere in the world uh, simply by internet connection. But when it came to assistance and all what we do, we wanted them to register and say, "Okay, I am in twelve thousand dollars of debt." I do have a lot of uh, revolving credit debt and installment loans that I'm, I'm losing handle on. So our counselors would then receive the request. And we thought that was more effective because when it came to an inbound call center, what we were receiving a lot of was the request for assistance. I need money. And that wasn't something that we did. But we did have partners that did that, and we wanted to pair the two. But we thought it was important to say, you give them the fish, we teach them the fish with the idea that we could, together, provide a solution and make sure they were on their way and weren't coming back to the well, so to speak. And we found some partners that really believed in that model, uh, and it, it's working. That, that is a continuous model that's working. And we're getting better as counselors and educators to say, you know, you do need to pay this debt down. So when it comes to paying that debt down, you have uh, $12,000 in debt, you said. Here's when you want to pay it off. Let's build an action plan for that. Uh, several of our funders will come to us and say, we're going to give them money, but we want you to follow up with them in 90 days to make sure they've taken action on your plan. And that's something that's continuously evolving for us as well. The Yellow Ribbon Network uh, has expanded rapidly to the tune of about thirty-five to 40,000 people were, emerged, were, were closing in on. Uh, 
And those are all kinds of requests. Uh, we, we have a national relationship with Habitat for Humanity and their Veterans Bill Program. Uh, as we spoke of, we have uh, several funding partners that provide emergency assistance. We have job opportunity, job placement, job training organizations that we work with. And selfishly, we will admit that we built the network so we could do more financial education and counseling to those who need it. Because we believe there's a model there, when the veteran caregiver spouse is in need of a service, maybe a home, maybe some emergency assistance, looking for a job, the more they are more receptive to what we do. As John would tell you, not many people wake up and say, today's a great day for financial education. <laughs> that's right. That's right. Well, it's break time again. Uh, there's a lot of great things starting to happen at theamericanheroes.com. Giveaways, contests, coupons, loyalty brands. And the best way to stay updated is to get on our list. On your phone, text the word HERO, H-E-R-O, that's right, it's H-E-R-O, to 80464. That's 80464. I'm Gary Ray, along with Bill, Jim, and our guests, John Pickens and Christopher Fitzpatrick. You're listening to the American Heroes Network Radio, powered by Voice America on the Variety Channel, and we'll be right back. Think you've seen everything there is to see in online television? Let us surprise you. Visit voiceamerica.tv today for sports, health, business, and more on demand 24-7. For those corporations or organizations who wish to support our veterans, sponsoring and promotion on the American Heroes Network has never been easier or smarter. As the only network focused to specifically reach the military and veteran population globally. For more information, email us at sponsorinfo at americanheroesnetwork.com. By providing a unique blend of information and advocacy, we are helping our American heroes and their families to heal, successfully transition into civilian life, and to thrive in their communities. This generation will not be forgotten. Today's military are our sons and daughters. Listen live to the American Heroes Network, the worldwide voice for our military families and veterans, every Tuesday at 11 a.m. Eastern Time, 8 a.m. Pacific Time. All shows are archived on American Heroes network.com and syndicated on iTunes. Streaming live. The leader in internet talk radio. VoiceAmerica.com You are tuned in to American Heroes Network. If you want to find out more about us or to contact us with questions or comments about the show, please send an email to American Heroes Network at gmail.com. That's American Heroes Network at gmail.com. Now, back to our program. Welcome back. We're here with our guests, John Pickett and Christopher Fitzpatrick from the Veterans Plus and the Yellow Ribbon Registry Network. Bill, during break again, you had a good question. Yes, uh, uh, John and Christopher, uh, I, I, my concern is with the uh, the information gap that uh, that uh, exists in the veterans community. Let me just tell you that uh, I, I'm based here in Maryland, and in our past uh, state administration, I served as the deputy 
Secretary for Veterans Affairs uh, for the state of Maryland. I've also been the uh, state commander or department commander for the Disabled American Veterans uh, 2004-2005. Gentlemen, what I have found is, and I think this is, is, is fairly clear, that the greatest void that exists in the veteran community today is a lack of information. Not that it's not there, it's there, but for our returning men and women to be able to navigate the system, especially with the VA in particular, uh, with where to go, how to access uh, what they need to, to, to access. And that's basically along the benefit side and uh, 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 the, the, the medical side. I think the things that I'm hearing from you guys is so important in working at the grassroots level to, uh, to, to deal with these situations. You know, uh, in Maryland, I work with Vision 5. And I don't know if the name's uh, Fernando Rivera or, or Sandy Garfunkel rings a bell, but these were the, uh, the vision directors uh, that, I, that I dealt with. I think, I really believe a program such as what you have uh, really should be attached with every vision in the country. Uh, because this grassroots dealing is is is, is very much necessary. So um, uh, let's talk a little bit about that 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 uh, void of information, especially we talk about our men and women returning back from the remote in the rural areas that have the challenges to getting the services and the kinds of things that you guys are offering. That's an excellent point. You know, uh, my, Mr. Garfunkel is someone I'm, I've known. He's, a, I think he's an outstanding director. Um, he's dedicated a lot of his life to the VA. And, you know, there are, in the, when you talk about grassroots, there are hundreds of thousands of nonprofits that are working in various arenas for returning veterans and, and deployed veterans. The problem is that many of these folks come home and they don't know <coughs> who they can contact. Um, there's the National Registry, but all that is is the yellow pages. Uh, you go on there and if you need help, you, you, you say, well, maybe this one can help me, and you click that, that link or you call that number, and now you've got to go through an application to even find out if you can be helped. And that was that was our thinking in in the in the yellow ribbon that let's find a way for nonprofits to collaborate real time. Now you know nonprofits. Uh, it was new to me when I first started. I had no idea that nonprofits don't always play well together. Um, they're sometimes reluctant to. They're so focused on their mission. They, they don't realize that if they reach out to another nonprofit, they can join forces yes. and, and make a difference. And we've been able to accomplish that in the network. Uh, some of our partners, like the PinFed Foundation, they give out money to disabled veterans, service-connected disabled veterans, but they can only give out so much. If a veteran calls in, their spouse calls in and said, look, we need $2,000 or they're going to turn our lights out and kick us out of our apartment. Yes. PinFed may be able to come up with 1000 but through the network, another nonprofit can come on and say, you know what, 
we can do the other thousand. That's great. This is Chris. I'd like to join in there and, and clarify something. You know, we nonprofit space, as John said, is 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 an interesting space because we there there are so many campaigns where they talk about working together and we're part of a coalition, so to speak. But the coalition is still independent of you know of each nonprofit. While they all speak to to the same mission of, of assisting the, the men and women that serve our country. When you're in the network, and this is something that is that is built on its own that we didn't plan on, they're talking, they're sharing, and I think that as a nonprofit um, partner, you have a responsibility to let the others know what you've done with that veteran, how you helped them. Did you pay? Did you did you provide a, a fifteen hundred dollar grant to cover? grocery bills and light bills and so forth in, in emergency assistance? Did you provide a home? Did you provide a job training? Did you provide every other kind of service that's out there simply because when that veteran has been assisted or not assisted, those notes are valuable to the next nonprofit that may serve that same veteran. Therefore, there's history. There's a real-time clearinghouse of assistance provided. So, you know, if, if you get pulled over by, by an officer they can search a database for you and, and what's happened with you throughout your, throughout your history of, uh, as a driver. If you, if you go to the VA, they have your history of medical records. This is evolving where there's a history of assistance provided to these veterans. And we are glad to say that it is more efficient than it has ever been when one when nonprofit updates this record and the, and the future nonprofit receives a request from... John Pickens and says, uh, I'm, I'm an assistant. I need, I need, I need assistance. They can go back and search the network and get everything that was, that was done with that veteran. Uh, the DU 214, the, the service connected disability paperwork, uh, the payments that were made. And now that assistance help is moving faster than ever. Great. Yeah. Well, you know, gentlemen, that, that, that uh, that's, that's great. And that's uh, along the line that I'm, uh, I'm talking about. And uh, we we can never pro- provide uh, 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 enough information for all of the things that are going on. You know, the the U.S. Department of Veterans Affairs has the national or federal responsibility for looking after our men and women. And I, I, I think uh, they do a good job, but it's a vast responsibility, and there's so many gaps that come about, I mean, from the federal to the state and down at the local levels, where all of these organizations, along with the, uh, uh, the, the, uh, the, the uh, governments below the federal level, can come together and work together to help our, our veterans. You mentioned something was quite interesting that uh, if a police officer stops someone, how they can get information. In Maryland, for an example, we, we had a couple of our uh, counties who uh, uh, are still practicing this. Uh, if any time a police officer stops a, um, a, a person, if a traffic stop, one of the first questions they ask besides telling them what they stopped them for is, are you a veteran? And if they are uh, uh, answering the affirmative, they then uh, uh, can be directed to services that that particular county offers to them. 
So information is so important. I'd just like to lastly mention to you something that we developed in Maryland when we and, and it was first launched. And you may have heard about it. It's a it's a it's a a um, a. a a uh, database by way of the Internet that's called the Network of Care. I mean, anything and everything that you need to know uh, when you come home and after you get home is on that particular. Uh, you can go on the Internet and pick that up. And, and, I, and I'd offer that up to you also, if you haven't heard of it, to check it out, networkofcare.com. All right. All right. Now, uh, we're going to go ahead and we're going to go ahead and take uh, our, our last break here. Uh, that way, we can come back with a little more time. Uh, so, again, be sure. I was actually just emailed while we're on the show here by one of our network partners. Um, it's called the uh, Warriors for Freedom. Uh, if you're in Oklahoma City, they are looking for volunteers, and here's the reason why they did this this morning. They need you today. Um, so, again, if you're in Oklahoma City, they need some volunteers to help out. Uh, give them a call, 405-286-9920, or you can uh, actually email Brett. Uh, that's B-R-E-T-T at warriorsforfreedom.org and uh, become one of their volunteers. Hopefully, you can get there in time, and uh, uh, they have a whole schedule, so just contact them and let them know, okay? So... We'll go ahead. We'll go ahead on break right now, and uh, we'll we'll come back, and uh, we'll go to your five-year plan. How does that sound? Sounds great. All right. Your favorite Voice America Talk Radio Network shows and hosts are in your car, outdoors, and wherever you need them to be. Listen anywhere. Get our mobile app for iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android at the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. By providing a unique blend of information and advocacy, we are helping our American heroes and their families to heal, successfully transition into civilian life, and to thrive in their communities. This generation will not be forgotten. Today's military are our sons and daughters. Listen live to the American Heroes Network, the worldwide voice for our military families and veterans, every Tuesday at 11 a.m. Eastern Time, 8 a.m. Pacific Time. All shows are archived on American Heroes network.com and syndicated on iTunes. For those corporations or organizations who wish to support our veterans, sponsoring and promotion on the American Heroes Network has never been easier or smarter. As the only network focused to specifically reach the military and veteran population globally. For more information, email us at sponsorinfo at americanheroesnetwork.com. Stimulating talk gets those synapses in the brain firing really fast. All the time. The number one internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com You are tuned into American Heroes Network. If you want to find out more about us or to contact us with questions or comments about the show, please send an email to American Heroes Network at gmail.com. That's American Heroes Network at gmail.com. Now, back to our program. Well, welcome back. We're here with our guest, John Pickens and Christopher Fitzpatrick. Uh, 
we have a little extra time uh, and hope that uh, can fill that gap. And again, what plans does Veteran Plus have for the next five years? Well, that's a good question. As we continue to grow, of course, you know, as the war, which has now become America's longest war, has begun to subside, the American attention is not so much focused on support the troops as it is what happens when they come home. And, you know, there's going to be millions coming home in the next three years. So we're shifting our focus from the active duty role to the veteran role and the reintegration assistance. Uh, one of the things we've just recently done through a grant from the Rose Foundation has developed an outreach program that is targeting female veterans. We think this is an underserved group. They, uh, they don't enroll in the VA as, as in, in the same numbers as males do. They have very specific issues. And we have veteran, female veteran educators that can do outreach with the female veteran groups. And there's uh, the camaraderie and, and the, the, the understanding of their specific issues works well to help them understand their finances. Additionally, um, through a grant from MetLife Foundation, we are developing a smartphone app. Now, you know, the, the network resides on the Internet. A lot of people have the Internet. They work on it. Um, they're familiar with it. But this generation of warriors, they all have smartphones. And developing an app where men and women can go on there, understand their finances, uh, work with a counselor, uh, get their bills paid, develop long-term plans, goals, set goals for themselves, and measure their financial literacy is uh, our next step. And that's something that we are just beginning to work on. We expect to have that developed in the next six to eight months. But, uh, you know, thanks to the folks at, at MetLife, we'll, we'll have that rolled out soon. That's great. That's great. You know, you touched on something that um, uh, we've been trying to work with also are the female veterans, and uh, that is a tough group, um, like you mentioned, uh, to, to get in, have, you know, get their involvement in things because of uh, just, I don't know what it is, uh, it's just, it's even tough to get them onto a radio program. Uh, you know, it's just uh, if there was a way. Again, we work. We, by the way, we do work with uh, uh, somebody that's uh, very, very um, uh, fluent in in uh, uh, helping the female vets. And uh, uh, the name of that young lady, I'm trying to think of it right now. She's with the MOPH. Wendy, Wendy Buckingham. Buckingham. Yes, Wendy yep. Buckingham. There you go. Yep. Phenomenal young lady. Yeah. Uh, uh, she's gonna she's gonna be at the top pretty soon with the MOPH <laughs> the way she's going, yeah. and uh, she's she's got her own little veteran groups, uh, female veteran groups uh, that might be considered uh, you know somebody to work with in the future. We'd be happy to work with her, and you know each VA medical center has a female veterans a women's veterans coordinator and a women's veterans program, and we are working with those groups 
to conduct outreach so that uh, the, the VA medical centers, the vet centers, the outpatient clinics can say, hey, we're going to have a female veteran come here on this date and this time, and she is going to present a class on financial literacy, on how to budget, how to address your financial issues. The fact that she is also a female veteran, it's just like our model of veterans talking to veterans. Um, it's easier. But when there's a group of female veterans, it works better if you have another female veteran that's standing up in front of them because they understand the nuances of military sexual trauma. They understand the nuances of when you come home, you're not looked at as a warrior like the men are. So that camaraderie, that understanding makes a big difference in the way we're able to present our financial literacy to groups. And John, I think that's great because uh, uh, what you just said, that opens the door and it's going to continue to open the door when you can have those individuals who can relate to the kinds of things that you just talked about, especially sexual trauma. Uh, that's, that's what's going to continue to open the door. Uh, look, there's plenty of those uh, uh, women who have served that really want to, but it's that that uh, that fear and personal inhibition of wanting to just talk to uh, what they've gone through to anybody. They want right. to be able to re- to relate to that individual. Yeah, Bill, I agree, uh, and I watch uh, Wendy uh, with her with the uh, outreach that she does, and I think that's a absolute necessity that the women be addressed just as uh, forthrightly as those men that have deployed. So uh, Wendy's an asset. I think that's a good effort to lean in that direction also. This is Chris. I'd like to point out that back to our funding, our funding partners are starting to see that this is a a unique opportunity. We've had great response from uh, City Salutes, uh, obviously, uh, those of the Rose Foundation are, are part of our funding for this grant. Um, Alliant Federal Credit Union Foundation, uh, uh, the list goes on and on. And, and obviously, MetLife is 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 jumped on board with also providing funding for this. And the, you know, their goal was not only paying down debt and reducing the, those expenditures, but what does someone come to us and says, "We want to uh, save for a wedding. We want to save for a vacation." Our our position is that if we can get you to open up and tell us what's going on in your financial lives, we can help you achieve those goals, and you deserve that. Yeah, th- this is Bill again, and that's so important, gentlemen, because, you know, the, the great majority of these individuals who uh, have served recently, who are coming from the rural and remote areas, these are individuals who were enjoying successful lives, raising a family, sending their kids to school, and, uh, and, and, and at the same time, serving the country in the reserves and National Guards. But when it, when, as, as the war has continued along with these long, continuous, and repetitive deployments, it has shattered uh, the family right at the foundation, and so much needs to be done there to repair that, to get them back to that successful experience in, in raising their families and operating that they had before. So true. Boy, Absolutely. 
Wow. You know, I see the uh, despair that, uh, and I think each one of us, as we came back from our deployment, wasn't one of the first things besides the shock of coming back into a society that basically, and I hate to say this, but by and large, it didn't even know that we were gone. And then yet we come back and we start trying to pull our life back together. And one of the second challenges perhaps uh, would be economic. And I think that's just a chain of events that comes down the line. And unless and until that's addressed, as you are, um, I think we're going to have some real disparity and some conflicts with the mental health of those that return about their, their, the fitness of their reintegration. Well, this is, uh, this is real easy to, to understand. We, we are spending money at rates never been seen before, money we have not yet made. And until we get a personal hold on that, it's going to continue to be a challenge for those in and out of deployment. Uh, it's, it's, it's already hard enough for civilians to manage their own finances, but when you multiply that with you know, a deployment here, a marriage uh, being torn apart by deployment, uh, reintegration is, is just difficult. And uh, you know, going back to the very beginning statement of um, you know, we haven't received very many uh, donations, in fact, uh, less than $2,000 from, from uh, personal donors, not to say that we aren't open to that. We are certainly open to that. Anybody that sees a financial struggle on a veteran, uh, it'll tug at your heartstrings. So anybody that is, uh, is certainly uh, a funder that wants to be part of our, our revolution, if you will, we welcome that. And it, you know, right. we, we believe it fits in every good program, whether it's a house, a job, emergency assistance, or any other one of the 20 service areas. Financial capability is the heart and soul of that program. All right. You know, we only have a couple minutes left. How time flies. <laughs> John and Christopher, it was a pleasure having you on the show. And what would you like to share with our listeners in closing, John? Well, you know, as we said earlier, there are, there are a lot of organizations out there doing good work. And unfortunately, there are others out there that are taking advantage of those who have worn this nation's uniform. Oh, boy. The predatory lenders. The, uh, the businesses who offer uh, fake discounts to veterans, um, we just ask that folks take the time to take a look at who they're supporting. Um, veterans Plus is proud to be a, uh, a 501c3 that is highly rated by GuideStar. Um, we provide absolute security for individual records on our website through a, 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 a secure system that is better than most banks offers. All right. So we're thankful for the opportunity to serve these men and women. We welcome any partnership with other responsible nonprofits. And we look forward to working with governmental organizations as well. And we think that uh, together, we can truly help make a difference. All right. Well, I want to again thank you, John. Christopher, do you have any uh, thing you'd like to leave here? It's it's our goal to to get nonprofits to work together more efficiently, and at the end result, it's the veteran that wins. Um, right. Like we like we spoke at length before, it's if you have a veteran that has been assisted by one nonprofit, at least in our network. We, we've probably touched them in some way of financial capability and counseling. Other nonprofits get the benefit of a more efficient record of that veteran and what they may do with them is, is only uh, you know, more equipped at that time. Um, right. we, 
we're thankful for our partners. We're thankful for our funders. And Secure24, as John touched on, is, is one of our uh, biggest supporters in security of our network. All right. All right. Thank you. If you missed any of our live shows, all our shows are archived on demand 24-7 on the AmericanHeroesNetwork.com. And yes, you can hear every one of our archived shows right from your phone. And remember, the American Heroes Network radio spotlights and promotes the best available information of interest to America's veterans and their families anytime, anywhere, and on any device. I'm your host, Gary Ray, signing off. And thanks for listening to the American Heroes Network radio, powered by Voice America on the Variety Channel. And we'll see you next week. Thank you again for joining us for this week's edition of American Heroes Network. Please join Gary Ray again next Tuesday at 8 a.m. Pacific Time, 11 a.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Have a great week. We are America, and we truly do believe you're the backbone of our nation. Thanks to you, we're living free. We're a quilt of many colors, and we breathe red. Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Variety Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericavariety.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network. It's staff and management.